So to your journey, you are a big social media influencer. How does that happen? Uh, I was part of the Seek Society when I was at uni. And that was kind of like the center of all like cultural kind of collaborations within the South Asian community. So I was had quite a few followers when I was at uni, I think because of that. So I had a couple thousand. Then when I graduated, I wore a traditional Punjabi outfit. And it's so funny, I graduated with quite a few Sikhs on my course because it was a really big course. I did business, 400 people were on it. Right. I thought someone was gonna come in in traditional wear. I thought it was like the thing that we were all doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I turned up and no one did that. Oh wow. So I just really stood out. Okay. So a lot of the like I think the photo of me went viral on Twitter and that was the first time I had like a huge surge of people following me okay right I think I graduated with around like 5k and then because I this got, was on Instagram I'm guessing I think or was, or was Instagram it? yeah but I had a lot of followers on Twitter for some okay. reason graduated started to see that there was a lot of girls who were similar to me in the sense that they'd grown up without a mum, and not necessarily that she passed away it could be that the mum didn't speak English or the mum was significantly older that type of ilk of people and because that has always been my mission statement to be that role model for girls who were lacking that when they were younger i think like like attracts like i don't know if you guys believe in attraction and stuff 100 it snowballed um and i was just like very greedy i was like oh my god this one likes me okay i'm gonna keep posting because then that means i get to meet more girls that like get it what it mm. feels like to be like kind of a bit left out and then it just really started to grow from there but i think it was especially when it came to TikTok, it was definitely like first mover advantage. I was one of like the first right. UK brand girls that was like regularly posting, so. When did you go on it? TikTok, I was December 2019. Okay, yeah. I was right at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before uh, just, COVID. Just for, just for clarity, um, for anyone that might not know, what was the situation with your mum? Mm. So she passed away from cancer when I was eight years old. Yeah, but I didn't have any sisters. Mm. My dad didn't have any sisters and I had like no cousins that lived near me. Right. So it was a bit of a struggle. I was very blessed I had my grandma. But of course you guys can imagine like my grandma wasn't speaking English, she was born in a different country and she was, of course she was like older. Mm. So it was kind of hard for me to relate to her on mm. the day-to-day -day struggles that like a 10 year old would go through. And so you've built a little bit of an audience. You, you sort of find this community mm -hmm. of the type of people that are resonating with your content. How do you know what sort of content to post? So you said you're posting on TikTok quite mm. consistently. How do you know what to post? My strategy for it is this, I think a lot of small business owners and people that wanna become influencers, they sit there, they overthink, they're like, oh my God, but this isn't perfect, but the edit, I don't know, the audio, is that the right hashtag? The way I see it is like, throw everything at the wall that you can mm. and see what sticks, then whatever sticks, double down. Mm -hmm. So I was quite vocal at the beginning about not wanting to use like, filters, not editing my photos, showing the kind of like cheeky behind the scenes, which is kind of the norm now. Mm. But back in the day, it wasn't. Do you guys remember Instagram was very curated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. filtered. It was and very like, it was all about the grid. Yeah. It was all about it the grid with the, the white yeah. lines. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 back in the day, yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. a theme where every third post was a quote. Okay. So it like yeah. ran through yeah, and I- I've seen that. And people mm -hmm. would post a picture in like chunks. So yes. you'd have like the corner of one, and then and it would be awful because you look at the grid and it'd be you'd like, have oh, one cool. foot and it's just like- And it's just a foot, <laughs> yeah. like a yeah. corner of a head in one picture. And it's just got four likes on it. And it's just a random corner. Yeah, all about the grid. Yeah. So I think I kind of like burst out of that bubble a little bit. I wasn't about the aesthetics. I've never been that. I'm not a very visual person. So because I was doing it a bit differently, I think it started to gain more and more momentum, but I was just guessing. And I think I was just one of the few people that had the, the guts 
to try. Mm. And I, to this day, I try. Mm. Like, I don't, let's people, we just went to an influencer event and people are like, oh, what do you do? Are you lifestyle, are you fashion, are you beauty? And I was like, I don't really know how to describe what I post because I post something different every day. But I think the one consistent thing that I do is show my personality in my face. Mm. And I think that itself, as human beings, we're 4D. Mm. We're not just into food. If you're a food reviewer, you also go to the gym, you also go shopping. Yeah. So I like to make Erem the kind of brand that I work with. and. Yeah. Do you think that strategy still works in today's age, given how kind of oversaturated the market yeah. is? Yeah, I think that's the only strategy that works. Like you need to lead with personal yeah. brands. And I think nowadays it's so important for people to have that very strong point of view, very strong tone of voice, very easily recognizable, almost format to some extent. I could do a food review at the same time as doing a makeup review and you would know it's Aram's content because the way that it was done, but the subjects are different. Okay, so in terms of like the growth, so you're posting on TikTok, you're noticing kind of decent growth on there. What's happening on Instagram? Are you repurposing the content from your TikTok? immediately onto your Instagram or is it like you're being just kind of discretionary about it? Yeah, like if you wanna see my cute, funny videos, like Instagram, you more so do get like the pretty aesthetic side of things. And then TikTok, you kind of just get the throwaway content that randomly goes viral. If you wanna see that side of me, you gotta to go to my TikTok. Mm. But sometimes it's a piece of content that's so good. And it's like a trending audio that's working on Instagram, even though Instagram is always like three weeks behind mm. every trending audio, would you say? Okay. Yeah, all right. I will sometimes like give them a bit of a taste of it, but yeah. most people are probably following off both platforms now, I think. So in addition to consistency then, what else are you doing that allows your content to actually scale? Um, I'm very into strategically looking at Instagram. I work professionally in Instagram, sorry, in social media prior to becoming an influencer. So I get how the algorithm works. I get how it's important to make sure that you're including the meta tags and the meta description and the correct keywords in your caption and, I think the one piece of advice I would give is I often see people use a bunch of different words from a different Lexus. That means group of words in a caption. So I'd be like, I was in a Range Rover and I was wearing a Rolex because I love watches of Switzerland, but then this is a Overfinch Vogue. And the Instagram algorithm, it doesn't know where to place you. Do we give you to the car guys or, or do we give you- guys. That's okay. it. Yeah. So wow. I always use one- Interesting. Verbiage, verbiage. Okay. I think that's- because I also I also do some sort of social media okay. stuff for people. But what's interesting, I'd never known about meta tags in captions. I'd never known about See that. See the structure that I do here? Because it's like, I'll put the brackets of the keywords, which are the generic terms. So it would be like, say I'm doing a Range Rover one. Like I do Range Rover, Land Rover, car, SUV. Okay. And then in the hashtags, it will be the community hashtag. So it will be Range Rovers of London, I'm mm, guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Overfinch UK. Yeah. Those really community hashtag that the car guys all follow, like petrol heads, they all yeah, follow. Yeah, yeah. If I was a car influencer. Okay. Uh, yeah, because on hashtags, I wanted to ask you mm. about that because obviously there's the whole thing of you can have up to 30, mm. but then you have the risk of being the post that has like the 30 hashtags. And you look it. like a weirdo. And you look like a weirdo. Yeah. And then there's then there's the whole thing of, you know, well, you can put like five dots to separate lines so that, you know, it's out the way. It's or trying you can too post hard. it. Yeah, or you can post it in the first comment yeah and then it's like on the one hand people are like well they really do it help you with your exposure and your growth but on the other hand it's like it doesn't look great for the brand image it looks really beggy right so what are your thoughts on hashtags i like up to five for instagram I think, yeah i think it's like important to recognize that you don't want to come across i mean you can someone's gonna say something about the fact that I'm saying this, but like, it just looks a bit baggy having yeah, like 30 in it there. It does, it does. I mean, cause it's the whole, and it's the whole laddering thing. If you have like mm. three or four broad ones, you have yeah. slightly bigger niche ones and then drill down, drill down yeah. to the kind of yeah, smaller. Yeah. So would you say if you do five, you 
you would do five kind of community small ones. Yes. All five would be small. Yes, I would say like 100K max. Interesting. If you can find them. Sometimes okay. you have to guess, like say again, I'm gonna use a Range Rover example. Like I can type in Range Rover and then I'll see the suggestions that it comes up with. Okay. And then I'm gonna click on the ones that have like a good enough following yeah. and usage. Okay, so comparing that to TikTok, because my strategy mm. with TikTok is, and I'm completely open to changing it, at the moment from what I've heard from other people who have got much more success on it than me is to have five hashtags mm sort of uh, three niche and then two mm -hmm. kind of FYP, mm -hmm. FYP trending kind of mm -hmm. things just to kind of give that. it that bolster. What do you think? I think that works. I think TikTok is probably needing a bit more context because it's obviously only video mm -hmm. that you get on there. They they've can... moved to text now. They've introduced the text feature, haven't they? Yes, as well. on, this, on the on videos. The yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And they're reading that as well. So yeah. you want your text that you put in on the screen to have the keywords that you're talking about as well. Right. It does make it seem a bit dry though. So I know, okay. but the thing yeah. is with TikTok, honestly, it's random. Like it is I just. I do feel random. like that with TikTok. There yeah. isn't really much sense behind yeah. behind the algorithm. But it's kind of like what you said. It's just throwing as much stuff at the wall and seeing what. Hundred percent. Yeah, numbers. Game. I posted a video. I was like in the sea in Dubai. I was wearing a dress and I was like posing. And I saw I, that. Is this the one where you said that you had a really awkward moment where everyone else was basically saying stuff to you? Yeah, they yeah, were kind yeah, of yeah. like there was like girls in the background. They were kind of laughing at me, and I thought, come on, this is Dubai. Like yeah, every yeah. influencer. <laughs> this is nothing new. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Also, I wasn't like in the way. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm very like shy taking photos. I hate doing it generally, but especially in public, I'm like, oh, just get the photo and be done, please. One take wonder. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm really not getting in the way of you guys, but it, you could visibly see me shrink and my confidence just got knocked. And only when I was going through the content afterwards, I was like, maybe I should share this. I literally shared it with a typo in the text, but it got 17 million views, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So wow. you just know, I, if I knew it was gonna get 17 million views, I would have probably picked a nicer cover photo. Yeah, yeah, I would have, yeah, 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 you know, spell yeah. checked and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. If you're enjoying the episode so far, please consider hitting the like button. It really helps us out when it comes to growth and it will tell YouTube that we should make more content like this. But with that kind of personality then, I mean, why why go into social media and, and build that yeah. build that following? I, you don't know. Like back in the day, 20, when did I graduate? 2017, we didn't know what social media was gonna become. I was just like liking the fact that I was like connecting with girls and I like enjoy taking photos and wearing new outfits and mm. I just didn't know. And sometimes I do look back and I'm like, Aaron, what did you do? Like, why did you make yourself this person that, you know, everyone can have an opinion about mm. because I chose to post. But like, it's not like when you sign up for a job at Deloitte, you kind of know that you're gonna work up the career ladder if you're gonna go down that route. With Instagram, you put your first post up, you don't know that you're gonna end up in C-suite or mm. whatever, I don't know, corporate things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like a guess and then you just keep going. I'm curious to actually ask you about stories for mm. Instagram as well. What are your thoughts on optimizing for Instagram stories? You can yeah. have a hashtag in there, you can have a location, a link, mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. I think what a really important strategy is, is instead of focusing outside of your followers, focus on your followers and let them share you via word of mouth. I think this mm. constant need to focus on people who aren't following us alienates our existing followers. Because if you're constantly hashtagging today, your followers mm. are like, okay, we're, we're, we're um, following you. Where's the value in us following you? Because all mm. you're doing is just begging it from new followers. I think with the reels and stuff, mm. that's a cool way to go and get new followers. But with your stories, yeah. Yeah. that is your one-to-one. -one, and that's yeah. where I'm really myself with my audience. Like, yeah. on, honestly, like if, if you're with me during the day, like you'll see, I take one photo of something. It can be an ugly, vague, blurry, messy photo, but I'll upload it to my story with a narrative. And I think the way I can strategize how to do stories. Mm. And I think go about your day, take photos of everything. Okay. And then when you go home, collate it into a narrative because people want mm. stories, people follow stories. 
and give it your spin. Make sure there's a beginning, middle and end. So every morning I say Wahiguru, that's not for strategy, that's to kind of remind people to wake up, whether it's Alhamdulillah or you know an affirmation that you mm -hmm. wanna say. That's how we begin our morning in my community. Then we go into my breakfast. We're gonna talk about this, this, that, and then we're gonna end the night. All right, love you guys, good night, sweet dreams, chat to you in the morning if I feel like doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I, I've never, I've, I've spent so many hours in the social media marketing like <laughs> side of the internet. And it's, I've never heard anyone say anything like that before. Okay. That's no. so- <laughs> you, you seem shocked by my <laughs> No, seriously. I think there's always a thing where, you know, there is always, cause I've spoken to influencers before and there is always a thing of like, it's a little bit of luck here and there, right. of course. And there's also an element of like, you know, they don't necessarily always know how they did it. They were being consistent. Maybe there was a post that went viral on that, mm. gave them a big boost, etc. But that was a really, that was so valuable what you just said. Cause Thank I've you. never thought about it. But when you put it like that, it is so obvious. It's literally, it's in the name, stories. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a thing of, because everyone thinks about how to optimize stories. Like we need to make this, this particular story post that we do right. have the right text and the right, right. this and the right that. But you're right. It's like a, it's like a mini vlog. It's like yes. a mini daily vlog. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Cause you know what it is? Once you're halfway through the video, you're going to watch the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Cause yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, did she make it? Was yeah, the meeting exactly. good? Yeah, 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 did yeah, she yeah. get the deal? You know yeah. what I mean? And then every day it's a new story. That's so interesting. Why do you think people follow that and follow you? People are obsessed with people, aren't they? Mm. Like when you're on the tube, you're either looking at your phone, you're looking at the people on the tube. Mm. I now know because I've taken the tube now. Right before when Erin came in the room, she said, I just took the tube for the first time in five years. <laughs> we were like, wow, I gotta get on that page. Yeah. I gotta get out of your living. Okay, so stories you'd say make it one big narrative, make yeah. it like a kind of mini vlog. Yeah. Um, what do you think about like hashtags in the stories? I can't be asked. Um, okay. I think there's very little reward for doing that. And like, listen, if you're gonna like micro tag something, it just takes ages to like shrink it, shrink it, shrink it. Oh, that's what, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. though on a strategic point, defo put stories, um, not stories, stickers. Um, keep it engaging, even if it's like a little poll where it's like something really unnecessary that you're gonna ask, but like people, it kind of keeps their attention. It's like, you know, when you're in a lecturer and the teacher yeah. goes, and what did I just say? You're like, um, it keeps that kind of like focus. Mm. So what were the other turning points then in terms of growing mm. your following? It was it was never like this. Yeah. It was always like this. And to this day, it's yeah. always been like this. Like I'm very much someone that like, will go on social blade, I'll check, how am I doing? How, how are people what in- was that, What was that? Oh, she said social blade. Social Can you blade. Just explain to me what okay. social blade is? So yeah. it shows your daily follower growth or okay. decline. Yeah, it's so yeah. like a social media analytics platform. Very useful, worth checking out. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, because sometimes it's hard to remember, like, because Instagram doesn't show you like historical data yeah. besides a graph, which is kind of hard to like visually see. Okay, it was four on that Monday, but then it was like 20 the next Monday, and then it was 400. That just kind of shows you in like a thing. Mm. Also shows you when people are buying followers as well. So yeah, yeah, brands yeah. need to jump on this. Yeah, 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 yeah that's definitely. very true. No, definitely. <laughs> so true. And even then the buying followers stage, I mean, you'll see, I've, I, there's someone in particular that I know whose follower count is absolutely disgusting. And you would think he's world famous because it's like millions of followers. Mm. And then when you could buy the verified tick as well. And it's and called Blue Ick now. It's not called Blue, Blue Tick. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I did a video about I like it. That. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that. So that's a, that's actually a good question though. So obviously you used to have to get verified just because you would get, you know, Press and stuff, yeah. whatever. Now obviously anyone can buy a blue tick. Would you get one if you're an account coming up now? I honestly think like, you know how Gen Z is very different to millennials, like millennials is very like- Prestige and you know. I think the cooler thing now is to not have a blue tick unless you had it before. Yeah. I get why people do it. Like one of my friends, she's an influencer and she was asking me as well, like, Aram, should I get it? I was offered it. And I was like, I think it just looks like it's not reading well if you're an influencer. If you're a brand, I think it's different. Mm. 
I'm not going to offend anyone, but like, there's a lot of people that woke up and they were like, oh my God, Instagram just gave me a blue tick. And they're making yeah. out that they earned it. And I was like, listen, if you bought it, yeah. say that. Don't deceive your followers because we mm. can obviously see that your full name is in the name of your profile. You click on their account and it says verified in May. Anyone that's yeah. verified in May, like. Oh, it can see, you can see that. When, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just be honest. Yeah, yeah. That, it, I think I, also you made a really interesting point there about Gen Z, which is that mm. it, it, it is cool to kind of not give a fuck and to be, you know, and it's like that whole thing if they'll put like their, their feet. The blurry be... photo. And they'll delete it two days after. I knew you were going to know it. It's exactly, exactly what I mean. That's the most Gen Z thing you can do. You have a feed with no pictures on it and then it's like three photos yeah. and it's like a blurry picture of you at a skate park yeah. or something. So when did you start your hair care brand then? December yeah, right 2019 now. as well. December 2019. TikTok. Yeah, that, was a bit, that was a busy, busy month for you, right? Okay. I hit 10K the day okay. on TikTok in my first week and then I launched when I hit 10K. It was really random. Okay. Right, okay. What, what made you want to start start that that brand? Um, I remember working and my boss was like, um, you can't just do this whole like posting cute photos on Instagram thing forever. Instagram's going to die. Do you remember? Yeah. And people used to say that all the time. And I was like, it's not, it's not. It's changed our DNA and our brains. We can never go backwards from Instagram. And she scared me. So I was like, okay, well, what can I offer? And I think one of the most beautiful things about Bayarim is the fact that it naturally came about because I always knew I wanted to create something that young girls who might not have had a mom will, who wouldn't naturally have access to this product, they now have it. They don't have to sit at home, mix all the oils. I don't want to leave it in their hands that they have to have the knowledge that my grandma had to mix all the oils and to put it into the microwave and burn their fingers and sloppily put it on no like i struggled with that i was lucky to have my grandma i want to make sure that we have a bottle that just in your own hands you can do it and you don't even need to worry you don't need to feel left out from yeah. this like ancient tradition of oiling your hair so i always knew it was going to be an oil i always knew it was going to be called by i always knew the formula i always knew what the color of the bottle would be what the logo would look like and it just kind of the ideation was there the action was hard because mm. i started in january 2019 so it took me basically a year to get the bottle into my hands okay. um but it wasn't perfect i had a private group on facebook with my closest like followers i think there was like three thousand in there and i soft launched in there which a lot of people don't know and they were very kind to me they were the ones that told me there's a typo there okay. Aram, this link doesn't work wow. and i definitely would recommend that and even if you don't have like a fan base ask your friends and families your soft launch there make a group chat or something where they can give you really honest feedback mm. i think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs probably struggle with yeah because there's a lot of like ego attachment like this is your logo like you guys if you get feedback i'm sure you guys are like evolved enough not to but you're going to be like no that's my baby mm -hmm. this this room right here this podcast this is my baby and a lot of people have their ego in their products mm. but i think i've always been like a very detached person mm. so when people give me feedback i was just like done fixed next tell me what do we do and mm. then when it came to launching um i was good that was my typos yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting i feel like a lot of people don't listen to their customers enough when they launch a product mm. as you say they follow their ego and they just jump straight in assuming there's going to be a, right kind of a product but you create things there. in a bubble yeah and i say this in my marketing all, team all the time like we sit there and we think that this strategy works really well and this post really conveys where we're going to be but we don't even need to read it and we know what it's saying whereas a lot of people are going to look at that and be like what what are they saying here like mm. it mm. there's no context to it so taking yourself out of that bubble and looking at it with raw eyes or asking someone with raw eyes i'm really keen to circle back to the social media side of things um because i think that's the thing that people will get the most value from um and i'm curious what do you think is your opinion on kind of obviously the platforms are always changing the mm. algorithms are always changing what are your thoughts on the instagram algorithm and then the tiktok algorithm um i think it makes sense i think a lot of people want to blame the algorithm as if this this one big ghost that hates them 
But I think if you know how the algorithm works, you can play it to its own game. But that mm. means you have to put in the effort to understand, follow Instagram, see their live, see their creator page and understand how it's ranking and use it to manipulate the way that you're posting. As I described earlier, like speaking in your caption with all one particular Lexus, if something works, quickly replicate that. Like I remember that video I posted where I was like in the sea, da, da, da. next day, cause I was getting, so, I mean, maybe three days later, I like filmed another video of me in the sea, really confident because everyone was like, oh sis, you're beautiful. Like don't let them knock you down. So I was like, we're getting in that sea again. Yeah, yeah. And I was like being all like confident and splashing around and stuff like that. Was that comfortable? Not particularly, but was I happy? Yeah. So I think knowing what works, doubling down, being reactive. If there's a trend that you know you've got a good angle on, like yeah. don't overthink it. Pick up the camera when you're sat that on the sofa, on your bed. Like we see the videos that are on our For You pages. Mm. They are not masterpieces. Yeah. yeah. They're just really yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something that so many, I'm, I've been guilty of this a million times. I think so many people struggle with that, which is, mm. well, I'm, I'm going to order this light first and let me just like, yeah. and then you'll and then you be like, it's not perfect. Because if I put it out, that video won't do well because it just doesn't look yeah. good at the quality. And then you'll see a video on your like TikTok that has like 4 million views. Yeah. And it's like a guy on his couch like this. And he's like, you know what I was thinking guys? I was yeah. thinking about, and you're like, how is that popping off? Yeah. But so yeah, you just have to like, play the game, don't resist it, just play the game. 100%, mm. yeah, just be brave. Yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, captions on TikTok? Because I was having this debate with someone the other day, because obviously Instagram, long form captions do really well, they're yeah. really personal, really engaging, mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. connect with your audience, etc., and use all the meta tags. TikTok, because of the nature of the full screen being video, there's only kind of half a line you see. That's what I was gonna say, and you know when you expand it, it's just a bit like disorienting exactly. having the video in the background. Yeah. Like, I don't do it. I don't know too much about whether the captions are gonna be working because you know, like what does hashtag FYP do if a million people yeah, are yeah. using hashtag FYP every five minutes, you know? Mm. Um, I think almost because it's a video, a majority of it is video on TikTok. The video can kind of give a lot more context to something. I often use the caption as like a defense against the first nasty comment that I'll get. So if it's like basically to demonstrate self-awareness, because the thing that go viral on TikTok are gonna be the weird things. So like, say if it was that beach video and I knew it was gonna go viral, I would caption it something like, um, still got the shot though, follow mm. my page to see the da, da da And I'm sure I did change it to that because you can now edit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the time people go viral because they're coming across as like Delulu, mm. bit delusional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think- Delulu, I've never heard that. Have you not heard it? I haven't heard that either. Okay, yeah. search hashtag Delulu, it probably has like millions of hits on TikTok. Oh, really? Use it. Okay, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, and it's cool. what people, I'm gonna look at it. So it's people who are deluded. Yeah, you say, oh, it's, it's giving Delulu. Oh yeah, giving it, it's, it's giving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm sure there's gonna be a comment on this video being like, she's giving Delulu. How does someone know what kind of content to actually put out? I think we like to romanticize the idea that we're all super unique and like so quirky and different. But reality is if you're into a video, a few other people are gonna be into that video. And if you're into it, it's gonna be easier for you to kind of like put your own spin on it. So collate a few different videos of things that you are interested in that caught your attention, be it the, thing at the beginning or the audio or the way that it was filmed or the camera or whatever it might be, save those. Have about like four to five different genres of video. So like if you're interested in the styling one and they've done it on, on crossing the street and then they've done one transition video in front of a wardrobe basically at home. Save five of those, try all five and then go from there to see what really works. The problem is nowadays with the Instagram algorithm, they really want you to niche down. And when I say okay. niche down, they want you to replicate the same video only. Okay. If it's not the exact same video, almost down to the location of the street that you're walking across, the moment that the audio hits that you do the slow-mo, everything the same. So once you found something that you like, be prepared to make that your thing. 
now is no longer the time where I think you can establish a brand being like a 360 kind of person the way that I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on that, I made a note as well. Uh, I, I'm curious to know, I know we touched on it earlier with hashtags mm. and we kind of covered Instagram's hashtags. Um, what you just said about the FYP thing on mm. TikTok, I find that interesting. I'd like to go into that mm. a little bit if you can, in mm. terms of like hashtags on TikTok. Because mm. again, I've heard the strategy of use a couple of broad and I've seen big pages that I know are managed by professionals mm. and they will always have like FYP or something mm -hmm. in there and then they'll have niche specific. What's your, what are your thoughts on how do you do your hashtags on, on TikTok? I think only if you get TikTok lingo, like if you get, if you know, you know, like we know what FYP is, but if mm. we walk outside, a lot mm. of people won't. So I think True. that almost solely acts as an indicator to TikTok that you get TikTok. I think that's potentially why. That's so interesting. Because you're using the in language. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. use the word hashtag delusional versus hashtag delulu, delulu. you're going to get more views on delulu because it's showing that you're like a user of TikTok. Mm. I don't know more about the that's caption so thing though. Yeah. I think you know more than me. Uh, I, I doubt that, but that's a, that's very kind of you to even remotely assume that. Uh, location on mm. TikTok. Mm. Some people say don't use one. Some people say use one that's relative to that audience. Do you use location? Okay, location is dependent upon where the video is filmed and the metadata from that video, where you are posting from and where you are tagging. TikTok location data is poor. Like it is, like when I'm in Dubai, I particularly tend to tag my location, but it's like, have you tried? No. Uh, it's the weirdest thing. Like they have like one or two options for locations in the whole of Dubai. Really? It's, it's really weird. Yeah. Right. I don't know why they're not connected. I find that crazy, especially given how many people are out there actually taking selfies and doing yeah. it in Dubai. Stuff. Yeah. Literally. It's weird. Even right. in London, like you're not going to find like exactly the place where you would in Instagram. I think yeah. maybe Instagram's linked to Google. I have no idea. Mm. Um, so yeah, it has to all synchronize. So where you film the video and the data from your iPhone, you know, when it shows you all those yeah, yeah. numbers and stuff where you're posting from and where you're tagging all need to be the same. If that's not the case, do not bother with locations because it's going to flag and it's going to be like, okay, you're film you film that there, but you're posting it there. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to deceive followers for? That's my personal understanding. Wait, that's so, so hang on. So if I, if I, let's say I'm on holiday in like Mallorca next week, for example, unless I'm not, but let's say I am and I film a video in Mallorca and I come home and I post it from my couch in London, it's it, it TikTok can know that I filmed that video in Mallorca. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because the metadata in there. No, even this, if it's an old video on my camera roll and I upload it, it will know it's an old video. I have to like duplicate that or oh, really? screenshot that image. So it's a okay. fresh image. In your camera roll, yeah. yeah. Because you can't post old stuff? Uh, it just doesn't perform well. Really? Yeah. Dude. I mean, TikTok wants that freshness and yeah, they want yeah, you to yeah, film yeah. in TikTok as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, sometimes I find like, sometimes I'll scroll through my um, For You page and I'll see like a trending audio that's really easy for me to just like film from my sofa and I'll like put a funny caption on top. Mm my eyes funny probably no one else thinks it's funny but then i'll upload it and when it's like film straight to post i think tiktok likes it i'm speaking as if tiktok's like an anonymous yeah, yeah, yeah. ex-boyfriend that you don't know what they like and what they don't like but yeah. i think that's yeah. what works for because me. they want okay. you to kind of do it it's like we're using the app in real time that's and that it kind of thing. that's it i heard yeah. from someone the other day and i don't know anything about this so i'm curious if you can shed some light on it but someone said to me that um so tiktok owns CapCut. oh do they yeah and so apparently people have speculated that mm. videos that are uploaded from CapCut directly interesting perform better and yeah. so what uh, someone i know on another team uh has been doing is he's basically been like making the content and then putting I it know. into CapCut, yeah. putting nothing on it yeah. and then just uploading it from CapCut to see if that affects performance but he hasn't been doing it for long enough to give me like any data points on it but i'm curious to know so yeah. that's something 
something new. It definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like CapCut videos are, well, edited videos are slightly more engaging, especially if it's like longer than 10 seconds. Yeah. Mm. So I, I understand why they would probably boost that because I use a different app, I use Splice. Okay. I've been using it for years and I see, it gives you the option, you know, when you've saved the video, do you want to upload? Upload to TikTok. Yeah, I never do that. I like to save it into my camera, then I post it. Okay. Why? Because I know that TikTok isn't affiliated with Splice. Uh, okay. But I didn't know CapCut is owned by TikTok. Yeah. I'm gonna so, edit myself in TikTok. Yeah, capture. Yeah, there you go. Can you give any re any resources to people who are listening as to mm. where to go to actually teach themselves about? about um, this? I would definitely say follow creators on Instagram. I think they are the first to share. Like you know when Threads came out and they put the number. It was like your prison number on your profile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like 17 minutes after the creators thing uploaded it, and I downloaded Threads, and I have like a really low number. Um, I think you get rewarded by being one of the first people to do something, especially mm. when it comes to new features on mm. Instagram and threads is Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So your follow creators, they tend to be the first people to let you know if you're doing something. Um, I think there's a lot of these weirdo videos on TikTok, like how to hack the algorithm, how to grow 10K yeah, followers. Yeah, of course there is. I don't know, I just don't, I don't even watch those. I think you you need to start, focus, start focusing on your existing followers, like what's working for them, because then it will get shown to similar audiences. Mm. So if you know, tried and tested, like I have majority British Asians that follow me. So I'll do videos about like Punjabi jokes or whatever, because I know that it works for them. Yeah. And if it works for them, that Instagram is gonna, or TikTok is gonna seed it out to similar audiences. I feel like Instagram's losing that organic you know you don't you don't get the organic reach on instagram really that you maybe i'm just doing it wrong but i don't think you get the same reach that you get on tiktok obviously um but then instagram is the more aesthetic platform where do you see yeah. those two platforms going listen people are using social media we're used to that dopamine rush where we get from like be it a like or a comment or something instagram hasn't enabled us to get that in the same way that people were used to those who are watching their individual likes you're not getting that dopamine rush but you probably are going to get that in a platform like tiktok mm -hmm. However, I think TikTok is now starting to get a really bad reputation for being like a hate-based algorithm. There's an influencer in America called Nikita Dragon. Do you know her? No, I don't. Trans woman. Okay. Um, yeah. She's really cool. Yeah. Um, she made like a video like- Nikita just Dragon? Dragon, yeah. Strutting, blah, blah, blah. That was her first TikTok that she posted, but she was wearing like revealing clothing and yeah. that's what she's known for. And she's very extra when she poses. And that video went viral within the deep south. But it went hate viral. Yeah. And that was her first okay. exposure to TikTok and she just got completely obliterated. Yeah. And it's like if it works with one of your if it works with one person, even if it's a hate viewer or a hate comment, which is what people are more likely to do. I always say like this the broken wheel squeaks the loudest. Mm. It's the person that's angry that's gonna comment. Yeah. I think us lot yeah. probably when we're on TikTok, yeah. we might drop a heart, we might drop a love this, but most of the time we're scrolling. Mm -hmm. And you're just putting your phone down and getting on with your job or yeah. your life. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that just like hate watch things. Oh, I just so I, I was saying this to him the other day. I just don't understand people like that who take time out of their day yeah. to start kind of throwing shade on, on people for yeah, we noticed. Out there. Like, we I noticed, like, uh, never seen it. Do, do, oh, so what, the comment on our video. Yeah. We had a. Uh, this, <laughs> this, 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 yeah. this was like the funniest thing to me. So we we interviewed. Um, we we sat down with a hedge fund manager, a guy called Alpesh Patel. Mm. Incredibly smart guy. Very very successful. Like been on Bloomberg, everywhere, Financial Times. He's just he's an established guy in the field, and he runs a hedge fund. And by his own admission, he was like, it's a very small hedge fund. And on okay. the show, we were like, oh, how big's the hedge fund? And he was like, it's honestly a really small fund. It's not like I'm not like a giant fund manager. It's like 100 million euros. Mm -hmm. And he said that on the on the show. And someone commented being like, 100 million euros, that's a tiny hedge fund. That's not even, you can work one year in finance after uni and set up 100 million dollars. And, and then I was so tempted to be like, sorry, remind me, what's, yeah. the, name, what's the name of your, your hedge what's fund? What's the name of the yeah, hedge fund yeah, that you've literally. got? Like, yeah. hate people like that. Who, who has that mentality? You see, he's running a 100 million dollar hedge fund and you're, and you're there being like, well, actually, that's not very big compared to other hedge funds. It's fascinating listen, to me. You know, you can hide uh, certain yeah, yeah, words, course, yeah? Yeah, yeah? Hide the word actually. 
because no one commenting the word actually is oh, going to say yeah. anything good yeah, after yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that is true. So true. That is actually, I, true. actually, she's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you about like the the, the privacy side of it mm. with with a, with a following as large as, as you've got. How do you how do you maintain privacy with, in, in your life, mm-hmm. and, and how do you balance that? So this is something I've kind of got like a list of things. I go to schools and I speak about social media. By the way, you know when I go to schools and I ask them how many of you want to be influencers, every single time minimum sixty to seventy. Yeah, really. That and YouTubers, I feel like yeah. it's, it's the number one thing yeah. that other people want to be. Yeah. So how my, do you, uh, before you move yeah. on, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Uh, I would never let my child go on social media. It is not something I think anyone who if you're not making money on social media, don't be on social media. Okay, so that's a very good point. I completely agree. I completely completely agree as well. But it does pose a question, like a devil's advocate question, Mm. which is if you don't believe that social media is a good thing for people to be using and the only people that should be using it for making money off it, then what about the people that watch your content? Because by definition, they're not making money off it, but they're watching you do the same thing. So you wouldn't have anyone to make content for. You're right. Let me correct my statement. Don't post. You can silently pre. You can sit there, you can be, you know, have like a little private account. And listen, do what you want to do. Like, obviously I'm not saying you can't do it, but like, if I could choose what like my future daughter or son, I would have either no social media. And if they wanted to, a very private account, Mm. unlock maybe 100 followers, post a few things to friends and family. I'm going to approve everyone who follows you up to a certain age. Mm. Let them follow certain people. And again, my advice is very actually structured towards young people because I speak to schools about this. Um, I get a lot of like parents messaging me, how do I keep control of my son or daughter's thing? Because on TikTok, the fee page is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. You do not know what's coming yeah, up next. Um, you're right. So in terms of practical things, I would definitely say hide certain words. We were just speaking about this. Hide your legal name, hide your partner's name, hide the, your street address. Yeah. Because those things someone can comment and you don't know how fast you're gonna be to take that down. Yeah, Let Instagram do the work for you. and. I don't normally say that like I love Instagram and I think they're doing a great job at protecting our mental health. I think a lot of the decisions they make are for the consumer of content, not for the creators, but it's the creators that bring the consumers to Mm -hmm. the platform who then get shown ads, who then Instagram profits from. That aside, I think they do have some quite smart features. So hide those keywords, hide your number. You can put your number all in one, like 077, hide that. Um, Hide names of people in your life. You get the gist. then there are certain words that we were just discussing the word actually the word even even well you don't know whether that's going to be a good or bad one it's better to be safe than sorry on an instagram you can have so many there are many people like commenting well done for example on a video let's be honest it's like well is that actually correct yeah exactly like yeah that's a good word as well yeah and you'll see it like if you get more and more comments you'll see the tone like fake fakery fakest like skinny fat Mm. any word that like you think you think might trigger you because what might trigger me might not trigger you mm. but like you don't know how someone's going to phrase it yeah you know like mm. oh you've lost weight what if that was going to trigger me that someone's talking about my weight so i'll block the word weight or gained it or lost it whatever it might be um the second thing i would say is heavily use the restrict feature that means that people um can comment but no one else can see it besides them they can dm you and that won't come through to your main dm so you can see it without seeing it interesting also set your comments on tiktok to approve or delete so you can approve all the comments that you want otherwise like the way the algorithm is a negative comment will go up and like everyone will start to like approve and delete each individual comment yeah takes ages i was gonna say that's like incredibly time consuming (laughs) wouldn't take ages for us 
<laughs> we'll be coming. We'll be done in about five minutes. Yeah. Set it for this video, please. They'll find you. The trolls will find you guys. Erin, actually. God bless those people. What are your thoughts on... Because you've got a YouTube channel too. Yeah. Oh, what's that? No, I haven't posted. Like I was gonna say you haven't posted. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. With her. which is weird because you got to like twenty-one thousand subs in like, like one day. But that's because you're yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It was like a rush, and then yeah, yeah. it just stopped. Is it a direct repurpose? And do you have any structure for the title and the thumbnails? very low effort? Is is almost the caption? Like yeah. we're not doing the most with that. No. Okay, interesting. I feel like you guys probably are doing good on YouTube, right? We're like heavily focused yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, so that's where we're over-indexing. Yeah, yeah. we okay. feel like a lot of podcasts are kind of covering all angles, like Spotify and everything else. We're like mm. doubling down on YouTube. Nice, it, it, visual over everything, mm -hmm. and that's where like everything's headed, which is purely visual. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what was I going to say? Yes. Okay. So Twitter. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. What do you think? It's now X. I you stopped using it. I honestly feel like it's the cesspit. <laughs> like I think it's great for the publishing industry. I think it's great for news. But like I also have the news app on my phone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't need someone giving me their two cents on BBC's newest headline or whatever. Um, I think it's it's not, I don't think, it, you don't make money off Twitter. I wasn't making money off brand collabs on Twitter, you know? Well, interestingly enough, mm. uh, as of a, I think a couple of days ago, there is now a creator feature mm. where you can make money off your account That's purely it. by tweeting because based on- Is it on, per impression? I think it is per impression um, and it's, uh, Yes, I'm pretty sure it's per impression. I don't don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. Um, I want to touch on Threads because obviously that's quite a new platform, and as we both know, new platforms, early adopters, that's a really really big thing. Have you been using Threads? Like once every three days, I'll post something. Um, I think it's good to have a presence. I think people are now have all joined. Anyone who's mm -hmm. going to join, we had that like gold rush at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. How mm -hmm. many was it? Ten million. It was like forty million, I think. Wasn't in, it? Was it forty? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in yeah. the first twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah something crazy madness yeah, yeah crazy yeah. madness like but it, it was like sheep wasn't it yeah like we all wanted but to get they've the noticed that the engagement has completely dropped off a cliff off the back of that everyone yeah. flocked in yeah. and then over the last how yeah. many weeks it's been out or whatever they've all just well yeah, i felt like I, I i came in on the first day mm. and i didn't really i was like well i don't i didn't connect it to my instagram because i didn't want to okay um which is fair enough that's my that's my decision but i was like I'm tweeting to no one or threading to no one, mm. which I found quite interesting. Cause obviously a lot of people, they would already be big on Instagram. They'd then mm. connect to their profile mm -hmm. and they would already have like a few thousand followers. They're at least tweeting two people. Yeah. So uh, I think that's gonna be a hard thing for them for them to navigate. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the thing that most people get wrong with social media? I think it's just like looking for new followers all the time. Cause it, it's very jarring when you follow someone and they're just like, constantly just like doing strategies to gain new followers follow for follow giveaway this and that like mm. reposting people that's just like it's really irrelevant mm. i honestly think if you're fo like stay in your lane and one of the things that i found has been most beneficial to me is like i know exactly who my follower is i can envisage who she is she is a baby arim she is 19 years old she doesn't have a mom she doesn't have sisters she doesn't really know what she's doing but her dad said that she's allowed to follow this one girl on social media yeah. so she did and she's waiting for my post every day at like 5 6 p.m and she gets to see it and she's happy she may not exist mm. but that's who i'm posting towards and i've completely personified this girl how did you deal with the stigmatism attached with kind of a south south asian family um in terms of actually building your own business and leaving the kind of corporate world and, right. and building out your social media because i can imagine i, don't, I obviously don't know what your dad's like but mm. i can imagine it was it was quite strict on the kind of corporate world and trying to find your feet but mm. maybe that's the wrong interpretation no like that's probably the most common yeah. experience that most people in my generation tend to have both my parents were born in london um so i'm i think is it second generation or third generation 
if both your parents were born in London, then I think like you'd be second. I think yeah. Yeah. second. Yeah. yeah, I'm that. Okay. So I grew up really English and I grew up in an area that was really no Asians. It was just me, my brother and one boy in my entire secondary school who were the only Asians and it was super diverse. So for me, I didn't really have that uh, cultural pressure. I never felt that. I really yeah. didn't get, until I went to uni and people start asking what's your last name because that's indicative of what traditionally is known as your caste, which we shouldn't believe in a Sikhs anyways. Yeah. And I was like, oh, da da da. And then like people would make a judgment off the back of that, be it positive mm. or negative. And I just remember not understanding where they were asking me that. And I was like, what's your last name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tell me as if they were giving me lots of information. And I'd be like, oh, that sounds nice. Wow. That's a cool last name. <laughs> like what? Wow. Okay. So I really didn't grow up with okay. that mentality. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like a lot of me is grateful. Yes, I missed out. I didn't really learn Punjabi. I would love to learn it. I would love to be taught it at some point, but my mom died. Like we weren't concerned yeah, yeah. with that. We were concerned with making sure that we were going to school and getting showered, you know? I lost my dad to cancer as well when I was 18. So I, 18. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so I, 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 well, yeah, I'm sorry for you. I got, I got a bit more time, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, life comes. Um, I got a couple rapid fire ones uh, before we kind of round up. Um, but a few sort of three last things that I got. So first of all, uh, how frequently do you post on each platform? Every day. Every day. Yeah. D do you worry about oversaturating the audience, lower engagement, people getting annoyed with constantly seeing your stuff on their feed. No, my content is very different every day. Yeah, and like right. I said, it's like a story. You're part of, like a lot of people, are like, it feels like I'm watching a reality show when I'm on your stories. So the people that like it, like it. And if you don't, and is that, unfollow. Love, love that. And is that on, is that on every platform like TikTok and, are you, are you only on TikTok and Instagram? Yeah. And is that you post every day on both? Yeah. Interesting, okay. Yeah, I, t I took a break uh, beginning of this year for two weeks and I gained followers. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. That's I was awesome. like mentally, cause seven years I've been going ham yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. And that was the first like break I've ever taken. And I was like, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And to be honest, like I don't like it when people announce that they're going off. I think just dip. Mm. No one really cares. Yeah, they noticed true. when I was yeah, back, yeah. but like I didn't sell it. I'm gone. And I didn't yeah. even get that many DMs about it. People just, life goes on, you know, people are busy. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about pivoting from one uh, category to another? So like if you're maybe categorized as one thing mm -hmm. uh, on your label and then maybe you change to another label, mm -hmm. you know, is it worth making a new account if, you know, for the followers you've already got or does it affect engagement or anything? Yeah, algorithmically, it's not the right thing to do. It's really hard to, to shift because the content that resonated with those. So like the way Instagram works is like, it will show your content to your followers for like the first like 10 or 15 minutes. And if it resonates with them, they'll show it to like audiences. But if your content has an expectation, and you guys know Hofstede's six cultural dimensions. I do not. One of them is uncertainty avoidance. So in countries like in East Asia, they don't like uncertainty. That's why they have all the lineage of the family, blah, blah, blah. But countries like the UK and America, that's a huge uncertainty. We're like desensitized to it. Yeah. But most people at base level don't like uncertainty. So you need to reduce that as much as possible. So you need to let people know in your bio, in your name, in your content, what are you signing up for? Because I think nowadays we're all very stingy with who mm. we follow. We're very, we have a curated feed or fee page basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you need to make sure that you're managing people's expectations, let them know what they're getting. If all of a sudden you fed them bacon for three years and all of a sudden you're like, I'm vegan. Here's some like collagen gummy bears. They're gonna be like, well, I didn't, I didn't sign yeah. up for this. I don't like this. Yeah. Algorithmic here, I don't think it works. However, as a human, do we change? Do we evolve? Do yeah. we grow? Do we change our mind? 100%. And if it makes you happier to do it, do it. 
And do you think if in that scenario, if you wanted to change, if let's say you have an account with like a couple thousand followers mm. on it, you're like, I don't want to lose these followers. They're not maybe the most engaged, but mm. they are kind of engaged. Is it better to just make a whole new account and just start from scratch with a new audience? Or is it better to kind of, you know, you've got some friends on there, you've got some followers of your last thing you were doing mm. on there, or just start from scratch fresh? I think it's a negative assumption to think that every single person that currently follows you is gonna hate whatever you're doing. If you built up enough good a relationship with them, they're probably gonna follow you regardless. But I think you have to have the mental tolerance to expect people to unfollow you and that's fine. Mm. Uh, if I'm, I don't need people who are really into tech who follow me because yeah. I'm never advertising tech and I don't speak about tech. So mm. it's like, that's fine, you don't need to follow me. Mm. Be okay with letting letting go old versions of yourself almost. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Uh, Big account, low engagement. What happens if uh, if you're you know someone maybe you've got like 100k followers, mm. uh, but your engagement's not that much, or maybe you know your strategy wasn't that good. For whatever reason, you don't have a very engaged audience. Mm. What's the solution for that? Because you can't exactly just make a new account because that's like your whole thing. For sure, that's hard. Mm. I would spend a lot of time getting to know my followers, do polls on your story, speak to the camera, ask people questions, and even allow that to be a form of engagement. But use that to be uh, market research and see what people are liking you for. Like every now and then I'll just like check in. And like I did a TikTok recently and I was like, I just wanna ask, be honest, why do you guys follow me? And I actually was surprised that majority of the thing was about fashion and they like like, oh, she's elegant, she's classy. And I was like, okay, cool. That did you do that as a poll or just a general? I did it a video and people commented. Okay. Interesting, okay. And yes, it's, it's the people that are gonna comment that are gonna comment, they either really love you or really hate you. Yeah, yeah but you do kind of get to see like a bit of a gist that's coming through and then I can double down. Okay, people like the classy outfits that I wear. Let me show more of that to manage that whole uncertainty avoidance side of things. Mm. Amazing. This all changes, you know? Uh, and the very last thing is uh, if you had to focus on one platform, so let's say someone was like, I don't want to confuse myself because it can be overwhelming and then you end up, it's like, you know, I'm going to do this diet, this workout and start reading for 10 pages a day and then next thing you know, you do it for five days and then you drop all of it. So let's say someone was like, I'm going to focus on one platform, not to complicate it. What platform would you focus on? Like it depends what your goal is. If you're an influencer or if you're a business. Let's say if you're someone who wants to make content with the goal to sell products eventually. Mm, honestly, like I think they both offer such different things. I think Instagram is credibility. If you've got 70K on TikTok, that's really actually 7,000 followers. Like numbers are super inflated. Mm. But I think in this day and age, like TikTok is the place to be. Um, maybe TikTok, but it's hard to sell things on TikTok. People don't want to buy on TikTok. People mm. are more used to buying via Instagram and mm. ads. That's true. Mm. That was a whirlwind. That uh, that was probably the most chock full value one we've done. That was in, maybe it's some such a marketing geek, but that was insane. I'm gonna genuinely dissect this episode with a fine tooth comb. Um, before we go, we like to ask everyone the same question at the end of every episode, which is uh, to anyone out there who might be thinking of starting a business or have just started a business, or in this case, maybe a content creation thing. You know, they're looking to be a content creator. Um, if you could give them one piece of practical, actionable advice, what would it be? So as you know, the theme of the show is people who actually the tangible steps of how you did it. Yeah. So not hard work, believe in yourself manifest, although that stuff is important, something actually actionable that they can take home and, and do. Trademark your shit. <laughs> Say that again. Trademark your shit. Trademark your shit. Trademark okay. it story to way because yeah, the second yeah. it gets good, you know your packaging, your name, your branding yeah. is going to end up on like AliExpress and they're going to be <laughs> claiming it. So like trademark it from the second you come up with it. Uh, Aram, this has been amazing. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for giving us the time. No, thank uh, you. That's your uh, that's your camera over there, camera one. Uh, let people know where can they find you. I uh, just search Aram E R I M. Perfect. <laughs> 
I love it. No, <laughs> bombshell. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, she's no. so Just concise. search my name. Everything you, else will come you, up. You've Don't had a worry about like, it. Like mic drop moments where she'd just be like, no. <laughs> Next question. I love it, uh, guys. This has been such an amazing episode. Uh, as you can see, we've had an amazing time. If you did enjoy the video, please make sure to hit subscribe and turn on post notifications. If you want more amazing guests like Aram to come on, we need to keep the subs going up. So please make sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought because we will be in the comments. Uh, and if you're on Spotify, Apple, everywhere else, then please review us five stars and enjoy it for listening. But for now, thank you so much, Aram. It's been an amazing conversation. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys. Really yeah, Take care, guys. Thank you.